everybody, and welcome into That Movie Show, presented by Showcase Cinemas right here on North Shore 104.9. Mike Went and Eddie McCabe here for another week of movie talk. Eddie, how you doing? Oh, it's a great day for movies. Isn't it, though? It, it is. It really it's is. It's time for movies. Uh, but before we went on the air, you were telling me of all of the award screeners you've been getting. It's almost like Christmas morning at your house. Yeah, I think it's funny because um, I think we talked about it last year. Maybe not necessarily on the radio show because I don't think we were doing it uh, at this point. But uh, I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild. So every year I get to vote because I've been a member for going on 20 years now. <laughs> and oh. Yeah, and so... Uh, I get to vote in the SAG Awards every year, and cool. so as a part of that, I get uh, for your consideration DVDs, mm-hmm. which means I get all of the token award films. So they're showing up at my house. I'm pretty excited because uh, my favorite movie of the year so far, Jojo Rabbit, I got on DVD, so I'm going to be able to watch that again. I'm very excited. Cool. I also got the token uh, foreign film this uh-huh. year, where so uh, Parasite. Parasite. <laughs> yeah, so I get to uh, I get to watch that without having to like. Cool. go and seek it out because i don't think it's necessarily at showcase cinema so i'd have to like you don't buy need that it midnight screening at the brattle <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like i'd have to go down to the coolidge and right and, and pay money like a monster because i don't because <laughs> they don't accept my showcase subscribe <laughs> uh speaking of, so uh does that mean you get 1917 i haven't yet um, okay. I, that it was on the list. And so I'm waiting for that to happen. Uh, I did get, uh, the, I did get Joker. So I'm going to give that another go and we're going to cool. talk about that a little later. So maybe I got marriage story, even though that's on Netflix and just because I needed it, I got the Irishman. Cool. <laughs> so, well, you know, for the, for you, uh, SAG members who don't have Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> that's the funniest one is like. So part of it, I got because uh, it's nominated for three awards. Uh, yeah. The third season of Stranger Things. It's <laughs> like it's like I'd be, be you'd be better. It might be easier and save everybody money mm-hmm. if you just gave all of the SAG Award people like a six month membership to Netflix. Even because one month. How long does it take to watch a movie? Irishman's three and a half hours. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, there's that, but it's like even still because it's like most of us already have it, so we never right. use it. You know what I mean? So they would definitely save money on just printing the discs alone if they just yeah. flip the switch. Here's here's a code. Well, Go play with them, Netflix. Some of them do that because like uh, HBO did a mm-hmm. for your consideration, and so they gave me a like a code, and I go to a website and I type the code in, and it'll give me access to certain things. I don't know what exactly because I haven't done it. Stuff but and things. Stuff and things. <laughs> movies and cool. shows. You know, and and same thing with Apple TV. Apple TV did that for uh, morning. <laughs> it's the show. only way they're going to get people to watch. <laughs> See, now you definitely should have given everybody a year subscription to Apple oh, TV. It's the only way to get the numbers up. <laughs> the only way to get the numbers up. Look at how many subscribers we have. Who cares if it's the entire union? <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, but the thing is, so we have uh, we had the Golden Globes last week. Yeah. Uh, and a little bit of box office news just to run down uh, the top five at the box office last week. Uh, Star Wars is still at number one, uh, followed by Jumanji, Little Women, Frozen 2 and The Grudge. Now, how many times did they remade The Grudge now? Because it was originally a Japanese horror film. Yeah. So I, so I was watching something. There's a YouTube channel that I follow called Found Flicks. Okay. Uh, 
where his whole deal is he does ending explains, but he does it for horror movies. It's a great channel. Go and check it out. Found flicks on YouTube. And he did, uh, he basically did the entire American series because I believe that the Japanese franchise is going strong in somewhere around nine films at this point. Yeah. So the American trail, there's an American trilogy and this is one of those like hybrid sequel reboots. Okay. Um, and so it's like, it, takes all of the lore into account. And so it like everything is canon, but we're kind of starting over, uh, similar to the way that like Jumanji, the next level, you know, like those two films are sequels, but they don't really have anything to do with the original Jumanji. Despite referencing it, despite reference, but they reference it. So it's like those things existed. Those things happened, but we're not carrying on Sarah Michelle Geller's storyline. So it's like this coming year's Ghostbusters as opposed to the Ghostbusters. Nobody wants to remember. Yes. Okay. Um, so uh, I was gonna. That's that's the other thing I was gonna ask. That's it is Sarah Michelle Geller. That she was in the the uh, she was in the the original American Treasure trilogy. Yes. Okay. All right. So we'll have to. We'll have to see how that does. It's number five this week at the box office. Uh, but opening this weekend, 1917 opens wide. It just won uh, Best Drama for the Golden Globes. Uh, Underwater is the other wide release. It's getting a lot of uh, commercial play. It's uh, right. got Kristen Stewart and uh, T.J. Miller in it. Yeah, I, it, it looks like Deep Blue Sea a little bit. It looks like Deep Blue Sea and Abyss. Kind of. Is it a like, monster movie or is it just a I, drowning movie? I don't know. I think it's a drowning monster movie. Either way, it looks very claustrophobic. This is what was happening below um, that movie with Mark Wahlberg where he was on the oil rig. Boo. (laughs) (laughs) This is what was happening underneath it. Uh, The other movie coming out is uh, the 18th movie from Tiffany Haddish this year, and we're only in week two, uh, Like a Boss. Oh, God, I know. I don't... I I liked Tiffany Haddish. But I feel it's gotten like I mean I'm not I'm being a little sarcastic when I say 18 movies this year. But right. there was one I forget what the movie was I went to see. There was eight trailers. Six of them starred Tiffany Haddish. That's yeah. not a joke. Well, and I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it be- if she was different. And I get it. Right. Like you, she plays you Tiffany hide- Haddish. Right, and like that's what you signed up for, right? And I, you know, I loved her in Keanu. Yep. She was so funny in Keanu. You know, when I do see her and stuff, I do appreciate her. But it's like, yeah, this is like the fifth movie that she's in where, yeah. you know, she's the same person. She's Tiffany Haddish. You know? I mean, it's, it's like if you've seen her stand up, you've seen literally every character she's played in every movie she's been in. Right. Uh, you know, we had that issue with Kevin Hart a little bit. Then he met where- The Rock. And then he met the rock and, and it's been great, but that it's the same thing where it's just like, look, if I go wide ranges or I go wide, you know, time frames from seeing right. Kevin Hart, I enjoy him. But when I see five movies in a row with Kevin Hart in it, I've seen the same thing. But then the argument can also be made, not not so much on Tiffany Haddish's end. I don't really, but uh, Kevin Hart's kind of, but the, it kind of brings me back to what we talked about with Adam Sandler. Uh, they make money. Oh, like he's, yeah. he's been playing Adam Sandler for 30 years. Yeah. You know, I mean, and occasionally the, comes out with an uncut gems and it's like, well, oh, that yeah, was he the, can act. That was the thing because I was going to reference Adam Sandler, but the most recent one is very different yeah. at the moment. But yeah. he's another one where it was just like there was a time where it was like, dude, you're in like five movies. And then funny people comes out and it's just like, oh, my God, this is so different and so great. 
And so, like, okay, I have complained about people complaining about lengths of movies, but that one dragged. That yeah. wasn't a long movie. The pacing was horrendous. Right. It was well, great for, like, the first hour. Then I'm like, all right, what I'm are done. we going to do now? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> we I'm have done. two more hours of this. Uh, that's how I felt about The Ridiculous Six. Now, that's yeah. a bad movie. And, and it was like, there was, it was the two people in comedy that desperately need an editor coming together, Sandler and Apatow. And it's like, oh, somebody please tell these guys no. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Not some jokes. Uh, but so we, the Golden Globes were last week. Uh, what did you think? Uh, like we said on the show, on the preview show, for Harlow Foreign Press loves them some Tarantino. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, it is what it is. I, you know, it's been very interesting because for a while, the Golden Globes were very much the like Oscars light, you yeah. know, like you could kind of predict of like, oh, this movie and that movie won. So therefore it, these are what's going to win at the Academy Awards. And I don't necessarily feel like that's been ca- the, the case mm-hmm. the past like five or six years. Okay. You know, and so it'll be really interesting to see where we go. But yeah, the Hollywood Foreign Press has definitely maintained their own identity and they absolutely love Tarantino. Uh, did you watch the show? I, I know you were in Disney. Yeah, I uh, I was not. Uh, I didn't get to watch all of it. I watched Ricky Gervais's speech because everybody lost their mind about it. And my favorite thing is something that I do believe is true when it comes to actors and mm-hmm. causes where, you know, and I think he actually said this, it was a quote from him saying something before the show where right. he was like, all of these, you know, celebrities are going to get up here and cry about, you know, the environment and all this other stuff when they all took individual limos to get here. And planes. <laughs> and pla- you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just like, wow, man, I, I just, I, there's parts of Ricky Gervais that I can't stand. Right. Other parts that it's just like, man, you crushed this. He did. And and it's not and the funniest part about it was because of course, as soon as it happened, and then the days following, even up till today, people are still posting it as if it's brand new. Yeah. Um it's it's funny to see the people getting like really getting behind him. And and it's like you you guys understand that while he's yes, roasting the Hollywood elite, he is part of that. Yeah, right. It's he, it's one of those just, you can he, make he has fun a of it. sense. Yes, you can make fun of yourself. But right. let's be honest. Ricky Gervais is a multi-millionaire Hollywood elite type. Yeah. I mean, he he owns the office. Yeah, right. Not just the British one, the, the American, American one. one, okay? Yeah. So while everybody's like, "Oh, That's, yeah, he's 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 great." It's like, "Well, he's making a joke." That's what he literally started by going, "These are jokes." Yeah, these are jokes. Relax. Yeah. Sense of humor. But but I, it's just, yeah, I, I did like that because I, I want to hear about, I want to hear about you. I want to hear about your process. You know, like I know you have a platform. You mean the speeches? The speeches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know you have a platform. It's, it, it's, it's this weird thing because it's like I believe in, I believe that you should get up there and be able to say whatever you want. Sure. Uh, you know, and like if you believe in this cause, I wholeheartedly believe you should talk about the cause right but at the same time it's also like if you're the 18th person that got up there and like was sad about australia it's like (laughs) look man i get it we're all really sad about australia like we're like it's terrible what has happened you know with those brush fires over there you know what i mean but i don't care 
I don't actually care what the like costume designer for <laughs> 1917 thinks about this. Right, right. You know what I you know what I mean? You know who did it well though, uh and and worked in both. He he was complimentary to his fellow nominees as well as working in his his thing was the plant-based uh meals that they were serving at the award show was Joaquin Phoenix when he won for best actor because sure. he came up he did a quick couple minutes like this is really cool that the Hollywood Foreign Press is doing plant-based meals and blah 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 and then jumped right into it with a, an obscenity laden acceptance speech but yeah. it, he was complimentary to his other nominees He's like look there's no competition between us I you know I admire each and every one of you and blah 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 and thanked his fiance and, right. and it was despite how uh, eccentric he is it was a very nice actor's speech uh, I've always gone back and credited uh, Sam Rockwell as one of my favorite acceptance speeches when he won his first Best Supporting Actor. Yes. Uh, Olivia Coleman's another one that I can't get enough of. I think she's fantastic. And when she wins awards, it's just like, it's almost like we all win those awards because she's such yeah. a, a human person, you know? Yeah, she gets right. up there, gets nervous, gets flustered. They start counting down with the clock. It's It's fun. Matthew um, McConaughey's was great. Oh my god, he actually worked in the All Right, All Right, All Right when he won an Oscar. It's like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something funny that did happen as we wrap up Golden Globes talk. Uh, Martin Scorsese was quoted as, as telling this fun little story. So uh, this is a quote from Martin Scorsese. The other night at the event in LA, we're going down. We're sinking. But I'm used to it. Harvey Keitel, he was so low. And when Quentin's picture won early, he said, I'm changing tables. And he did. He disappeared to that film's table for the rest of the night. Harvey Keitel just jumped ship. He's like, yeah, you know what? So I've funny. done Reservoir Dogs. I've done Pulp Fiction. I did a voiceover in Inglorious Bastards. I'm heading over there. Al Pacino, even though you were in that movie, you stay here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I, I do love that. It was kind of like, you know, it is kind of like a sports team. And you're... You know, you're over there, and that's just so funny that he just he jumped, jumped ship, ship like in the middle of the show. It was absolutely hilarious to read that. Um, so the other night, a little changing gears a little bit. The other night, uh, I was out in in the Randolph area, and I'm like, all right, I want to go. I'm gonna go see a movie at Showcase. Uh, and so I pull up my Showcase subscribe app, as you should have. Go to ShowcaseSubscribe.com, get you a plan starting as low as eleven ninety five. And I'm looking through the movies. It was kind of later at night. It was around the eight, nine o'clock area. And I see a 1020 IMAX showing of the Star Wars. And I click, click, get to the seats. It's empty. That's and amazing. all I could think to myself is, first of all, I mean, bummer. You know, you'd like to see him sell tickets. But I thought selfishly, I'm going to have my own private IMAX screening of Star Wars. And I did. I was it amazing? I hit showcase subscribe, grabbed my seat, went over there, and enjoyed it so much. It's the second time around is just as much fun with Star Wars, and it looked awesome in IMAX. I mean that 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 Randolph IMAX theater yeah. is gorgeous, and yeah, yeah. To have my own little private screening of it. It was it was kind of cool. That's pretty fun. But the only way I knew that was because I had Showcase Subscribe. So you need to go get Showcase Subscribe. ShowcaseSubscribe.com. You can see more movies a month starting as low as eleven ninety five per month. You can get individual or group plans, and you can even gift plans to the ones you love. Showcase Subscribe. Aww. Showcase Cinemas is proud to present that movie show right here on North Shore 104.9. Uh, we mentioned uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Joker 
winning uh, at the Golden Globes. And two stories came out that I found interesting about Joker, uh, but they kind of contradict each other. Uh, and you <laughs> yeah. being a, a big Batman fan, I'm, I want to get your take on this. Uh, so one of the big things surrounding Joker is the possibility or the conversation of a sequel. Uh, and depending on who you talk to, it's happening tomorrow or it's never happening at all. Uh, Todd Phillips has said he hasn't even discussed it with Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, someone, someone in the the after press thing at the Golden Globes actually alluded to it was already filming. Uh, you know, it's it's just yeah. all weird. Anyway, Todd Phillips said uh, he was speaking to Variety at the Palm Springs International Film Festival. Uh, he basically said that he would like to see someone take someone's take on Batman in his Gotham. So basically what the Gotham that he set up in Joker, what kind of a Batman that would produce. Right. Now, what would you, what, what's your take on that? I, I think story in a so my original, my first take is, is that the cause is still the same, right? Mm -hmm. The nuance of the political climate is irrelevant to the fact that Batman's parents were murdered. He goes crazy. He becomes Batman. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like if to insinuate that it would be different because we saw that Batman. That Batman is Christopher Nolan's Batman. Yeah. You know, like that because the Batman or the the movie Joker. Yep. produced a very real and raw and like this is what it would seem this is what it would be like if it really happened right you, you know like this is what the joker as like a real person existing in a plausible world mm. would be you know because jared leto uh, you know that version is the comic book version very cartoony He's got the bleached skin. He's got, you know, everything about him is just eccentric and crazy. Mm -hmm. Whereas this person feels like a person with mental health issues that's, you know, living in a very real world. So Christopher Nolan's Batman, you know, the Dark Knight and all those, that Batman is grounded in that very real world. You know, mm -hmm. nothing, nothing except for the Batwing in the third movie, right? The, the flying Batmobile that he had. Right, right, right. Nothing, uh, uh, everything else in those that trilogy of movies was very grounded and very real. None of mm -hmm. it seemed out of the realm of possibility that you would see in like George Clooney's Batman, <laughs> you know? And so it's like for you to say like, oh, I want to see what Batman looks in Joker. Well, I've, I've seen that. You know what yeah. I want to see? I want to see a cartoon like comic book version of Batman that isn't bat nipples and MasterCards. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, the contradicting story uh, comes from Kevin Smith on one of his multitude of podcasts. Uh, he claims that there is or was an alternate ending to the movie Joker in which we finish up uh, spoiler ish. Okay. Uh, we finish up in the hospital and Arthur Fleck is just laughing and one of, and the doctor or the nurse or whoever says, what are you laughing at? Well, originally, apparently we were supposed to cut to the scene with the Waynes in the alley and it's supposed yeah. to be revealed that Arthur Fleck actually was the one that shot uh, the Waynes, and as he's about to walk away, he sees young Bruce Wayne crying, turns around, and shoots him, kills him. Now, yep. that would basically lay out that in this Gotham, there is no Batman. Right. But, 
Um, so first of all, I said that when we did Joker, when we did the Joker show on the podcast, you can check the archives that movie show.net. Uh, I, that was what I wanted the ending to be. That is the ending that this movie built up to, uh, him killing the Waynes. Now, look, I would have loved for him to have murdered little Bruce too. And yeah, it, you know, DC has the multiverse, right? right? And so you lean into that where it's like, yeah, these are, this is the different versions of the multiverse. And in this earth, earth 475 or whatever, right, right. This guy as the Joker kills Batman and we don't have one. There's no Batman in this universe. And it's like, look, I'd have more respect if you did that than how this movie ended. <laughs> This feel, this feels a lot like my review of the uh, It Chapter One. Yeah, it was a good movie, but not enough kids died. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, uh, we we got about we got a few minutes left here on the show. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you went to Walt Disney World. I yes. need a a really quick synopsis because I'm sure we're going to cover it more when we do the podcast, which of course you can find at thatmovieshow.net. Uh, but real quick, we got to tell you again to get Showcase Subscribe. It is the best way to see movies and to get movie tickets. ShowcaseSubscribe.com plans start as low as eleven ninety five, so you can see more movies a month for less you can get individual or group subscriptions and you can even gift subscriptions you can get advanced tickets if you want to go get your tickets for bad boys three right now i already got mine Can't click wait. on showcase subscribe.com and get you some good good stuff showcase cinemas proudly presents that movie show here on north shore 1049 eddie i'm going to turn it over to you how was walt disney world yeah it was absolutely amazing this was the first time that i ever got to i got to uh experience galaxy's edge uh we talked about star wars before and uh, now Galaxy's Edge down in Walt Disney World is officially 100% open. Okay. Uh, when the land opened back in August, I believe, the uh, Rise of the Resistance, which was the big, big attraction, that it's was... It's like a 30-minute ride. Yeah, it's like a 30-minute ride. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, there's enough ride POVs that if you really wanted to see what it was, you can go on YouTube and... I've been avoiding and, them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that was the thing. It was like I knew I was going to be down there for that time frame. I was going to try and get on it, so I didn't want to see any of it, and I'm really glad I didn't. Um, basically, you're living a Star Wars movie is what is happening. Uh, I watched. Uh, I watched a woman get abducted by stormtroopers. Like we were just walking around awesome. <laughs> and these stormtroopers just showed up and were just like started like talking to people and people were like taking pictures and then they just pointed out some random woman in the crowd and were like, you come with us. And they just like grabbed her by the arms and just let her off. That's you so know, cool. Kylo Ren and Chewie are just like wandering around. The I heard one of the reasons that it was the rise of the resistance was being delayed opening was because it connects to the movie rise of skywalker is that true um yeah it definitely kind of it sets up it, it doesn't necessarily connect as much as i thought it was going to i was but because you kind of you told me a little bit off air and and i don't want to spoil things if, if people are planning to go down or, yeah. or they haven't seen the movie yet but there was certain things you were saying i'm like well that does that can't happen or even like you know you, you yeah. just said you know kylo ren's walking around with chewy it's like uh, really yeah <laughs> Again, I'm yeah, trying so, not to spoil anything because the movie's still out in theaters. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't connect. Like it, the world is very cool, and it it just it lives in this like current Star Wars trilogy. Sure, but but it's very much a. Uh, it doesn't dovetail in, and it doesn't like you know give you any spoilers leading into. There was there was one thing about the spy that I thought was going to be like a big thing. 
that was going to kind of tie in from the ride into the movie, but that didn't, that didn't happen. But the ride is the best theme park ride I've ever been on. That's so, awesome. Like, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you, you mentioned it takes place in this trilogy. Does that mean, because uh, I know the last time I was at Disney World, I had photo ops with Chewbacca and Darth Vader. Yeah. So they still, still have, have they still have the launch bay. Okay. So launch bay and star tours are outside of galaxy's edge. And so those are like, you, you can see classic those classic characters, classic characters, right? So you can go meet Darth Vader at, uh, the launch bay or star tours still has all of the, like all of the different ride combinations that that mm-hmm. ride has. Um, cool. and so that's where you get more of those classic things as opposed to galaxy's edge, which just exists inside the current trilogy. What else did you do? What, what, what is, what's the one more fun, fun thing that you did at Disney World? Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be really lame. Um, but the uh, the Skyliner is brand new and got mm-hmm. to ride that, and that was a lot of fun. Um, the big thing was is uh, Avatar. Avatar was another one that just you know kind of also staying on theme with this and movie related and everything. Uh, that land is was brand new. I had never seen that before. So being able to go and experience uh, the Avatar land and like pandora uh was a lot cooler than i thought it was going to be you know kind of being able to experience these different immersive lands it's definitely the future of theme parks Mm -hmm. um and it's going to be really interesting to kind of see where things go from here because you know even avatar was really cool with the the animals and you know all that fun sort of stuff uh, how so with Avatar now that Galaxy's Edge is open and it's probably taken a good chunk of people over there. How are the lines over at Avatar? Uh, still four hours long. Really? Yeah. Well, wow. it's, so there's two rides over there as well. One is, <coughs> excuse me, Navi like River Journey or whatever. That's always the easier one to get on. It's just a slow boat ride and there's right. animals, and everything's right. illuminated, and then there's a really cool animatronic at the end. Flight right. of Passage is kind of like Soren, you know, where yep. you like put on goggles and you fly around and stuff like that. Right. And so, uh, yeah, that was, that was very, that, that was four hours, two years four, ago when I was there. Yeah. I, that was the thing. I never, I didn't end up oh, going on that because you know, I, 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 I also forgot you were there on new year's Eve. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was. So, so, uh, ho- the holiday big, lines also. Yes. Uh, the one thing that I did was a, uh, the jungle cruise had a holiday overlay. It was oh, the I Jingle love the Jingle Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. Oh man, that that sh- that entire ride it hinges on the boat driver. Yep. Because the boat driver is either hilarious and it's a great experience, or it's not, and the boat <laughs> has to play along because you know you go. I've been on Jungle Cruises before, mm-hmm. where uh, the boat didn't understand what we were doing, so mm-hmm. like. Uh, it was a bad boat. The boat that I was on for the Jingle Cruise, everybody knew, everybody was playing along, and it was fantastic. Also, cool. makes me really, really want to see what that ride was like at the beginning because mm. it clearly at some point went from being like very, very serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no way that we started out where it's just like, this thing's going to be one satire. <laughs> like, we didn't start there. Uh, okay, so that's a brief review of Disney World. I'm sure we're going to talk more about it on the podcast. That's why you got to go to thatmovieshow.net. Hit subscribe on any audio podcast on That Movie Show, because not only do you get our long-form podcast, it's also where our archives of this radio show are kept, uh, thatmovieshow.net. Uh, right before we run, recommendations. Eddie, what do you got? 
Uh, Ready or not, I watched that on the plane ride down. Mm -hmm. Um, That was absolutely fantastic. We're going to be doing that uh, for the podcast. um, This week. For this week. So uh, definitely check that. And then on the flight back, I watched Anna and the Apocalypse. You finally did. Yeah, and that movie was delightful. Fantastic. We'll have to add it to our review list. Uh, mine is mine's interesting. It's a TV show that I found while scrolling around Hulu. I recently got Hulu because of Disney Plus. Yep. And I'm scrolling around, scrolling around, just looking for stuff, you know, stuff and yeah. things to, to watch. And I stumbled upon this TV show called Horace and Pete. It's uh, from 2016. Uh, Louis C.K. released it on his website, and apparently Hulu picked it up. It's a 10-episode TV show that he shot. Uh, but it's it's interesting because it's it's played out like it's it's acted out like a play. Uh, th- yeah, so it was, okay. okay. It's really and it's it's funny, but it's really dark funny. And I know Louis is a controversial character nowadays to like or whether you don't, all that stuff, but it's a really well done show. It's as adult as adult can get. So there's a lot of hard language in there. Uh, but it's Louis C.K., it's Steve Buscemi, it's Edie Falco, uh, Alan Alda. Uh, Jessica Lange, and then a whole slew of comedians, Nick DiPaolo, Stephen Wright. It's fantastic. I'm at episode eight right now. It's it's just, it's really, really good. It, it's worth a watch. Uh, the okay. episodes are really easy to get through. Like I said, there's, there's hard language, but it's, it's worth checking out. Horace and Pete on Hulu. Uh, that'll do it for that movie show here on North Shore 104.9, presented by Showcase Cinemas. Thank you for joining us. You can follow Eddie and myself on social media, at Mike Went at the Eddie McCabe. Hashtag that movie show. Let us know what you want us to review, and be sure to follow the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TV. We will see you next week back here on North Shore 104.9. Bye, everybody. That's Hoobie Valley, Hoobie Hollywood, where any office boy or young McCann